a mirror universe episode of Star Trek Discovery. Is it a mirror universe? It's totally a mirror universe. It's a shiny backwards universe. Oh, God. Is that what they said? Yeah, they didn't actually say the words, huh? Mirror universe? No, but at one point somebody did say, unless this is dot 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 another universe <laughs> it was Lorca right he's the one it that was. came to the conclusion he, he is the one who's making exciting pronouncements about parallel universes he's very open minded I think he, he has this PTSD yeah. but he's like well we must be in another universe <laughs> yeah because that's where, that's where he's from oh but I'm bump Okay, so do you want to explain yourself there, the nerd theory? My my nerd theory, well, someone else's nerd theory, but I agree with it, is that there's a good chance that Lorca is from this universe. Okay. He's from the mirror universe. <laughs> so I guess when his ship was destroyed, that's just a cover story that he's actually from the Terran Federation, is that what they're called? I mean, he was supposed to be the sole survivor from his ship, and his mirror counterpart is missing. Okay. I mean, that's, that's two dots you can connect pretty easily. <laughs> So I wasn't fully on board with the fan theory that this was going to be a mirror universe, but boy was I wrong. This was most definitely there, and so I guess I shouldn't doubt further fan theories. Boy, did they settle that argument in a matter of seconds. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't leave us hanging. I thought maybe they'd tease us for another week or so. Be hinting at, like, oh, they're, you know, Klingon Vulcan ships. Isn't that weird? I wonder how that could happen. No way that could happen in this universe. (laughs) Yeah, that was why we were all confused by the debris field in the previous episode, is because this one was just a conglomeration of weird things. But they were mostly, what, Klingon ships, right? That was most of the debris, but we found out that they had Vulcan tech, Towerite tech on them. Yeah, I think it was Klingon ships with with Vulcan stuff. Is that canon? Did we know that from the original? Was that the the old Empire was the Vulcans and Towerites? I don't actually remember anything about that particular alliance. Is that, that might have been an Enterprise thing? Yeah, I'm thinking Enterprise. I feel like that. they would have mentioned that Enterprise, because by, by Deep Space Nine, it was the klingon Cardassian alliance. That's right. Okay. That was running things. Well, <coughs> either way, we're in the mirror universe. Um, not everyone is doing well. Stemitz is still in sickbay because his eyes have gone dull, and he gets up with bursts of gibberish. And super strength. That's right. And prophecies. Do you think that was super strength, or was he just really mad? It could have been normal strength. Yeah. (laughs) Which was actually a little foreshadowing, now that I think about it, for the poor doctor. But we'll get to that. We will. It's kind of sad. We will. And then we get the the circling the table in Lorca's ready room scene, which was a little dizzying, I thought. I thought so, too. (laughs) So this is an episode uh, directed by Commander Riker himself. He came out of retirement just yep. for this. No, that's not true. I don't think Jonathan Frakes is retired, right? He's no. still pretty active. I think he's directing stuff. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that circle cam, I got a little dizzy in it too, but I, it was I, a nice hologram. You got to show that thing off. I think it might have been showing off the hologram a little bit. Like, uh, oh, look how many times we can shakily circle this hologram and it still looks totally real. My observation was, up till now, we've had a lot of Dutch angle in this show, where every scene seems to be <laughs> akimbo. <laughs> and in this time, Jonathan Frakes has a nice uh, steady cam holding a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the horizon is horizontal, oddly enough. Uh, we do get a couple of tilty shots, but not a lot of just straight-up Dutch angle. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, new tricks. Out of this map, this is the old map that he and Stennitz were talking over before, where they hypothesized that there were alternate multi-world universes that right, right. classic theory the not too subtle foreshadowing <laughs> yeah exactly uh, the nerds were on it yep 
Well, it's decided that the sensors just aren't working well enough and they need more information. So they're going to go to a wrecked ship and find some information because we don't know what's going on. Right. They're going to retrieve, retrieve a data core. Yeah, exactly. From a Klingon ship. And we send uh-huh. out our man Ash to do it. Ash is still not doing much better from the previous episode. He's still kind of out of it. And also, like, does it really make sense to send Ash? I mean, surely there's an engineer or somebody who's, like, a specialist at, you know, cutting holes in ships and pulling parts out. They said he's a good pilot, but That's I completely true. agree with you. No, the, a science officer should have right. went. Saru should would, have been that on that ship. Sense. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Instead, Ash is in a confined space and having flashbacks. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but Michael kind of talks him through it. I guess it's still pretty much a secret from the captain. Right. Orca's being left out of all this. But obviously Ash is just flashing back more and more, especially ever since he talked to the Klingon captress. Captress, yes. Right, Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. Uh, and then I guess later we get the, the confirmation, because he's talking to the doctor, and that most of his symptoms would get him pulled from duty. Yeah, Ash has a sit-down with Burnham afterwards, and basically reveals that he's really having all these flashbacks, and explains that he just wants one more chance, and Burnham... God bless her. <laughs> Decides, okay, buddy, you get another chance, but please tell me if you freak out. Yeah, yeah, because he has some other, like, the thing in, in the brig, does he actually go there, or is that like a some kind of flashback, or? 100% this happened. Okay. So I, I got the impression it happened. It was just the timing was weird. Yeah. It was like he got, he got back and stopped there on the way to the bridge, almost. <laughs> Well, you, you, I mean, if you were in Ash's place, I think you'd be a little freaked out and trying to get as much info from sure, her, too. Sure. But this time he does something crazy. He lowers the force field. I can't believe he did that. I was like, Ash, what are you thinking, buddy? This is not going to end well. Yep. And uh, it didn't. It, it ends kind of neutrally. He puts her back in and closes the force field and goes off. Out of pure luck, <laughs> out of the pure incompetence of the Klingon doctors, because she did all the trigger words. I guess oh, yeah. this is like proof now that uh, Ash totally. 100% is uh, well they, they actually said Manchurian yeah. during yeah. <laughs> the episode uh, so is was Ash ever a real person I guess this is getting ahead of himself a little bit but was Ash ever a real person did they make him up whole I guess they could have copied someone obviously everyone's mm. reading everyone's data files yeah yeah I mean they had a backstory for him it'd be pretty hard to implant one sure so they took what's his name and made him into Ash exactly Valk Shortened, they shortened him and everything. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Yeah, jumping ahead to that scene in the, in the infirmary, where it's shown that they just crushed his bones and, yeah, yeah. Oh, and thinned him out to Ugh. be pathetic little human bones. <laughs> Took out his oh. spare hearts. <laughs> I felt really bad for Ash. Yeah, I mean, uh, during that Worf episode, we're explained that the Klingon... Yeah, they got a lot of organs. The organs, plus huh? the vertebrae themselves, oh, that's right, are the, very the complex. The ribcage is like, a, yeah. it's like solid or something. But I really like the scene when Laurel tried to activate him. I think it was done great. It was fun to hear that old uh, K-Less chant again. <laughs> it was, I think it was very well shot. You it know? was fun. It was good. I, I also like that... Um, they're keeping the plot unpredictable because it's like it's reminding us that she's a character also and not everything is going according to her plan either that's good yeah she's not a perfect villain here (laughs) yeah yeah. the doctor's really screwed up like she is not she's not the villain who has a plan and it's all going according to like oh she got captured on purpose she's gonna activate ash but like shit is not going her way 100%. And, and, now, and now they're trapped in a mirror universe, too. 
But it's very awkward. He's in this, like, half-activated state now, though. Right. Because, as we'll see, let's just jump to it since we're doing Ash. Uh, he asked the doctor to do some deep throw scans on him, and that's when it's revealed that his injuries are not just torture injuries, right. but these life-changing ones. This was some, like, Gattaca shit. Yeah, Gattaca. Good call. This is interesting, because, like, I guess, um, Ash is the implant. Is yeah. the implication. Right. He was he was worried that they had put a sub uh, a brainwashing on top of him right. when it's revealed that he is the brainwashing <laughs> on top of someone else. Very cool. I, I appreciate cool. that. Well, and I kind of wonder, like, what's the ultimate fate of his? Is the ultimate fate of his character to be Ash? Like, does uh, he win? Who knows? This is a weird one. Maybe yeah. they'll use the transporters and split them. Ooh, I like it. All right, but the the mission's successful. We learn a few things. Uh, one of the most important things that we learn is that there's another ship from, what's, what is it, the Prime Universe. <laughs> the Defiant yeah. is in our little mirror universe. So uh, stick into canon. It is, and it's it's calling back to uh, In a Mirror Darkly from Enterprise. And this whole time, I was hoping we'd get to see the old uniforms, but we didn't get to see them. <laughs> they didn't go that far. But we do get what we do get here is our first look at the Discovery Universe version of a Constitution class ship. Right. It looked pretty much Constitution class. Mm-hmm. It looks like they squished it down a little. The nacelles aren't as high as they uh, should be, and the nacelles have a little nodule on them. Yeah, they put a little kink, yeah. a little angle yeah. in there. Yeah, modern stuff angles. Yeah. I'm so-so on that. Yeah, me too. It makes it look like, um... Enterprise 1? No, the Enterprise B. What class of ship was Uh, the Enterprise B? Excelsior. The Excelsior, because the Excelsior has that 90-degree angle. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it reminded me of the Excelsior. Yeah, yeah, but at the the bend, there's also, like, a little pod or something. Is that right? I think so. We'll get some freeze frames, analyze this puppy over the coming months. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be a 3D model out by, like, 9 p.m. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Stemitz is acting strange and gibberish, Uh but we've decided that they're prophecies. Uh, Well, his eyes briefly clear, and he has a a warning. (laughs) Yes, that's true. What was the warning now? Uh, The enemy is near. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe Ash was across the room at the time. And also, if you notice, uh, towards the beginning of this, uh, Saru's threat ganglia pop out when Ash walks onto the bridge. Yeah. I wonder wonder if Ash could be some kind of danger to the ship. (laughs) Those threat ganglia are on point. (laughs) I mean, they have not failed us yet. That's true. That's true. Yeah, what a denouement. So next we get get Captain Tilly, which uh, this has been predicted for a while. Yeah. That this would be a thing. Totally. Uh, we had the previous scene in the previous episode where Stemets, while in a hallucination again, uh-huh. says, Cap- Captain, what are yep. you doing down here? Yep. A little foreshadowing, and it's Captain Killy. Killy. Uh, yes. The, the Slayer. <laughs> she, had, she had a lot of nicknames. <laughs> she let her hair down and committed a little genocide. Uh, poor Mirror Universe Killy. Yep. Yep. Um, so she plays the captain. She does a... Not the best job ever. But this was a hilarious scene when it's <laughs> when Lorca realizes he's not the captain, that's a little deflating, and right, then realizes right. that the not even ensign, <laughs> the cadet is actually the captain. Which means she murdered her way up, huh? Yeah. Captain Killy. Of the murderverse. <laughs> so my favorite thing happens during this scene. Yep. Uh, we decide that t- until he's a little out of out of the <laughs> out of her depths. 
and pulls in the captain, but calls the captain the chief engineer. Uh-huh. And so, and, and so he fakes a Scottish accent. A Scotty accent, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This was great. It, he was totally channeling Scotty. It was a wonderful homage. Um, I, was, I was waiting to see if, if he would just use his regular accent, which I think is British. Oh, he's British? Yeah. See, I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> he's got a great American accent. <laughs> he, has a, he's, he plays an American very convincingly. <laughs> okay. So I was curious if he was just going to do the do a British accent, but the doing Scottish was uh, yeah. was great. It, over was top, great hilarious. Yeah. But you yeah. can tell like it was good acting because you could tell the captain was really trying to nail that <laughs> it, accent. It made me it made me want to watch a uh, him playing somebody with a Scottish accent and Tilly faking being the captain like as a, as a duo. I want them to go on a mission together. Mm. Or we could do like next generation and in season six the crew's just putting on plays for us <laughs> a little bit of hamlet <laughs> something with the uh holodeck so now they concoct the absolute worst plan in starfleet and it's decided that we still need more information because if we can discover how the defiant got here then we can discover how to get home right. instead of waiting for stemmets to heal i, I guess. mean this, this plan really is completely insane like they're in the mirror universe, which seems a little dangerous. Rather than, like, staying on the ship, trying to keep everybody together, like, nah, we're going to send a little boarding party off to pretend to be the captain of another ship. The long-lost captain, so Burnham's <laughs> character in this case. <laughs> uh, she, I, supposedly she was missing in action, but now the story is that she went running off to find Lorca, who was running a rebellion, so he's a good guy. I guess on the so. mirror, in the mirror universe. You know, I forgot about that. Which which makes, um, if he is from the mirror universe, that means it's Rebel Lorca. Oh, God. Good guy, bad universe. This is so confusing. And uh, does that mean that Lorca in the Prime universe was a bad guy? Please write into the comments section explaining <laughs> what Eli just said to me, because it's very confusing. <laughs> Let's just say Lorca is mysterious as ever. Yes, he is. Um, also, does this mean that Burnham killed Giorgio twice? Oh, right, because her mirror universe had to become captain somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guilt. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the plan starts out okay, though. Tilly gets on the radio. Yep. Calls in the Shinju, which is alive. It's doing well. Uh-huh. New captain. <laughs> our old <laughs> dizzy friend, our dizzy helm officer, is now captain of it somehow. <laughs> Tilly does a pretty convincing job here. She she does a much better job. Now that she's prepared, Yeah, she does a much better job. We had a cool training montage, we should probably <laughs> talk about real quick, where they dressed up the Discovery to be not the USS Discovery, but the ISS Discovery. Right, right. That was pretty cool. I liked how they were repainting the hull and everything, turning the lights down. Oh, God, the lights got even darker? I think so. Oh, my God. Is that possible? <laughs> Either that or everybody just changed into black and it looked like it was darker. Yeah. Uh, they had basically the same pants on, but got these, like, giant gold... Oh, uh, every, I don't everybody wears, like, a command chest plate. Chest plate. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would think would help with the stabbing, but we get a good stabbing scene later, so they're not 100% effective. Uh, you know, that's how promotions work, stabbing. <laughs> so I guess Burnham uh, re-promotes herself to captain. So she brings on Lorca. Of course, the new captain is not having any of it. And... Attacks her. I mean, he kind of has to. Yeah. You know, like uh, you don't you don't just get a demotion in this universe. No. You pretty much you go to the agony booth or something. 
that's why I was actually surprised that his ship even showed up in the first place. But <laughs> he must have been very self-confident that he could handle the captain. Right. Because why would he even show up? So that was... Honestly, it's on him. He, he <laughs> lost his command there. It wasn't Burnham. Through <laughs> a series of poor decisions. Yeah. And I predicted what was going to happen in that elevator scene elevator but oh, you, was, totally, you totally called that but it was still great to see <laughs> uh it was good choreography uh, a you fun know, fight it made for a great entrance onto the bridge too oh my god and the acting uh, i'm sorry burnham's <laughs> whoever's playing burnham she played it great because really in the moment mm-hmm. uh, i mean it was a lot of defense at some point but then she definitely goes on the offensive stabs him but then is shocked by her own actions which is what you would expect out of a Starfleet officer. They're not trained to... You'd hope so. Especially a Starfleet officer who was formerly friends with that guy and watched him die. Oh my god, yeah. And it's all in her eyes. You can just... She she played it well. And then, the doors open. (laughs) (laughs) She gets that cold, cold Vulcan stare, and the body just pratfalls right in front of her, and it's great. And she gets the applause that he never did. Oh yeah, Oh my god. (laughs) So I think it's fair to say that Burnham has had a long day. Yes. Um, You know, I do think it's kind of funny, though. Like, she she arrives in her captain's quarters and just starts, like, taking off the armor and boots and stuff and just like, man, that was a hell of a day of sneaking around the mirror my old ship and stabbing guys and i totally felt her pain though because it felt exactly how i feel when i get into a hotel room (laughs) it's like i can't believe i survived that outside world finally i'm in my private quarters and can just chill out i agree but also like we're on a freaking mission here i know (laughs) we gotta gotta look up confidential files and like go but she can't chill out because guess who's in her room Evil Ash. It's and I'm just calling him Evil <laughs> Ash from now on because he is totally activated. Let's rewind a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the doctor is explaining how Ash is fake, and Ash is like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna snap your neck then." It was so sudden, and you know, during this episode, I was really thinking to myself, "This doctor is really growing on me." At first. <laughs> At first, I was thinking, like, oh, I don't know if I like how he's being played, but, like, he grew on me. I was really enjoying his performance and he had, the relationship. He had a number of lines in this episode. Yeah, that, that should have been a tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because, yeah, it was very sudden. Yep. And just a neck break. Ugh. I mean, he might not really be dead. I don't know. Maybe For- that was his clone or his mirror counterpart. Oh, these fan theories are killing me. Maybe, maybe Stemets <laughs> will go pull a mirror version of him from somewhere else. All right, we have another comment poll. <laughs> Do you think the Doctor is dead or not? Um, I think he is. He looked pretty bad. Yeah. Hmm. They haven't really been bringing people back. But poor Burnham doesn't know any of this. Because Ash showed up to the transporter room late, they beamed over, yada, 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 and he's there in her quarters acting kind of creepy and and delivering kind of a creepy monologue and i just like what is where is this monologue coming from is this ash says that he wants that he will protect her and right. then says do you know what that means and when he said that i said i'm not sure i know what that means like what <laughs> does that mean is he I, just is he channeling volk at kill this point everyone for her i don't know is that volk speaking or I is that i have ash? no idea yeah it's is it very evil mysterious. ash or good ash talking that's it evil ash or good ash yeah, yeah that's a good question and we don't know i guess we don't um i like i do kind of like 
the the multiple things going on at once. Like this isn't a straight up like, oh, maybe it's a bad guy, maybe he's a good guy. Also, we're in the mirror universe, and how, you know, that does stuff to the story. Yeah, he specifically said, now that we're trapped in this place, we're all going to do kind of terrible things. That was a part of his speech. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I don't want to see our crew do too many terrible things. I don't want this to turn into, like, Lord of the Flies or anything. That's true. Um, I have an unlikely theory. Oh, boy. That can be fun. Okay. My unlikely theory is that Burnham gets a little comfortable being captain of the ship. Mm, and, And ends up being the person that Lorca was originally fighting when he was in the Mirror Universe. Oh my god, are you adding a time loop part too? No, no, no. no. Okay. I'm good. just saying, like, they might end up in those roles and it would be interesting. Like poetry. It sure. rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're definitely going to end up with that kind of, like, how far do you go thing. But I think with Lorca we already know, so it's going to have to be Burnham's thing. Let's talk about Lorca for a minute. He is in the best torture chamber, as they said on there, with a guarantee that he wouldn't die. <laughs> yes. But he is agony chamber, he's, I he's believe getting, it's called. Yep, he's getting agonized. It looks terrible. I mean, it just ended on him screaming. Mm-hmm. It was very much a Black Mirror episode, where it's just <laughs> guys screaming inside box, fade to black. Uh, not a happy ending. He's a tough guy, but I really felt mm-hmm. sorry for him. And, and while well, he's getting agonized, uh, Ash and Michael are once again banging in inappropriate places oh those two i mean alien planet while you're on a mission not appropriate a mirror universe ship that you're supposed to be stealing classified information from maybe not the best time no they're not making the best life choices here and it's compounded by everything we said about ash so i'm feeling sorry for burnham feeling sorry for Lorca. any final thoughts on this one this was a I mean, we were talking about this before. There, there was kind of two ways this episode could go. It was either going to be the big old info dump that we got, or it was going to be like, okay, we're in another universe, and now we're going to do a B-plot for an hour. And they didn't do that, and I appreciate that. This was very info dump. Definitely. I was curious if this was going to be a one episode in the Mirror Universe and out. Let's get back to the Prime Universe. But it looks like we're going to spend a little bit of time here. Yeah. And so this was a bit of world building. I feel like it's going to be at least a few episodes. It is, and uh, that's a fun way to do it. You know, they spent so much... They spent a lot of time building the the Shenzo's bridge, uh, and I was wondering when we were going to see it again. And I guess here we are. That's a good point. Do you think we'll get a Giorgio story? Did they mention her at all? No, I was listening for it. Okay, well, then they're probably saving her for, like, a... Oh, I bet she's going to get the eye patch. I'm hoping... That she is the empress of the Terran Empire. That would be appropriate. (laughs) And I like it. Yeah, it better not be Kirk. Oh, I really enjoyed this episode. It was a fun dive into the Mirror Universe that I think did more world building in one episode than, like, every previous Mirror Universe episode combined. Oh, sing it. I mean, usually they're just these over-the-top. That was their point, to be over-the-top and fun yeah. and crazy. But this feels like we're, we're going to take the Mirror Universe like, a little oh, seriously. Isn't, isn't alternate Miles O'Brien wacky? <laughs> Did he have an eye patch? You know, I think he might have. Who's going to get an eye patch first? I don't know. I guess that night. Giorgio's mine. Okay. I guess. Okay. Empress Giorgio with an eye patch. Yep. That's, we'll see. That's the prediction. 